The Doctor Is In is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Nice to have you with me here on The Doctor Is In. You have always been a voice of reason through all of this. Appreciate your time, what you're doing for America. I give you advice. And doesn't work at all. You are definitely not inept by any means. I like to hear women say that about me. Whatever advice you're going to send my way, I am 100% taking it. I can't tell you what to do. I will not tell you what to do. Okay. Well, thanks. That wasn't the answer I wanted. Are you kidding me? Great stuff, Dr. Ray. I'm glad I called. I've scheduled my day around listening to your radio show. <laughs> Don't have to laugh so hard. Now, from the studios of Living Bread Radio Network in Canton, Ohio, the hometown of Mother Angelica, here's Dr. Ray. Yeah, well, we went off patent. We were dispensing a uh, brand name drug, Dacazin. Very good for parental resolve and strength of will. But we had to go off patent, so we now have a generic form, Tricycanol. Both of them work really well for Bratus Majoris and Parentis Maximus Wimpus, chronic or acute type. And if you have lax parenting, we can get you over that. You will have ex-lax parenting. Nice having you here. This is The Doctor Is In. I'm the doctor who is in, not as in cool, but present. And uh, with smartphones all over the place, it's a lot harder to be present to people, isn't it? Have you noticed that? But by the way, I'm going to do a future monologue on this because now, man, finally, 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 there seems to be some gathering momentum regarding social media and its effect on adolescents, particularly adolescent girls and all of the things that the smartphones are doing at every level to our psyche and our social connections. Yay! All right, the number to get onto the program, 877-573-7825. equal, number to call. Got a question about something in your life, a circumstance, a situation, something that's befuddling you, flummoxing you, perplexing you, or not. Could not it just simply be you are not befuddled and you're thinking maybe I should be befuddled. I spend a lot of my time being like that. Or if you have a question about something generic, something you don't understand about psychology or about development or about intellect or about emotional well-being or maybe a diagnosis, a lot of people call in with help for other people. Very nice. Very, very nice. Gives me good material for books in the future. 877-57-EQUAL is the number to call to get on to the program. Today was my mom's birthday. Gosh, my mom, what would my mom be right now? She'd be 96. My mom would be 96. And my little granddaughter, Rosie, it's her birthday today, too. So that's kind of cool, isn't it? And Rosie was the name of my grandmother. Rosie's making a comeback as a name. Andrew's, uh, my producer man, his daughter's name is Audra Rose, which is beautiful, beautiful name. Okay, little little news here. I'm kind of excited. Um, I don't think it's going to affect my presence on this radio program. Oh, wait, before I do that, before I do that, I got to thank the people in Sioux City. 
They had a wonderful family conference, and Sarah, she set it all up, and Cole carted me all over the place. And a lot of people were there at O'Gorman Catholic High School, where they had a a wonderful get-together. And I want to thank them for letting me come out there and be part of it. So any of you who are listening, I don't know how many listeners I got in Sioux City, maybe 12, 13, but maybe tell those other folks how much I appreciated being part of that. Now, my news. I'm hesitating to do this. It's kind of bragging. Um, But I'm excited. So is it bragging when you're excited? I don't know. Years and years and years ago, I used to write columns for various publications. And some of those columns were gathered and put in books. It's an easy way to do it. Well, I decided I want to make another run at writing columns again. Yep. So to do this, you have to send in an answer. They want to see how you handle these things. Uh, Basically, are you empathetic? Are you understanding of the situation? Are you reasonable? Are you relatable? That's the big one. you got to be relatable. So they send you a sample question, and then you respond. They sent me this sample question, and I'm going to read for you my response. And I'm waiting to hear from them. I'm really waiting to hear from them. I'm excited. Dear Dr. A., The other day, I set off for work, leaving my husband in the house watching TV. I hadn't gone more than a mile when my engine conked out and the car shuddered to a halt. I walked back home, only to find my husband at the kitchen table holding hands with our neighbor. Hmm. He was let go from his job six months ago. He says he's feeling depressed and worthless. I love him. But I'm not sure now about trust. What should I do? Sincerely. Frustrated. And so I sent them my my answer. You're frustrated. A car stalling can be caused by a variety of faults with the engine. Check that there is no debris in the fuel line. If it's clear, check the Jubilee clips holding the vacuum pipes onto the inlet manifold. Or it could be that the fuel pump itself is faulty, causing low delivery pressure to the carburetor float chamber. I hope this helps. I think that was I think it was fairly well written. I think I think I answered the situation as as as, as I heard it anyway. She's concerned about the car. Um, I haven't heard from the syndicate. It's uh, it's been two years, but I, but I'm hoping I'm hoping that just kind of like a little backlog there. You know, I don't know. What do you people think? You think I, I got a chance here to, to be able to r- resurrect my, my column writing ability? Hmm? Hmm? We'll see. You heard the term comfort zone? That's a pop psychology type term. We get a lot of those that just jump into our lexicon, our everyday lexicon. Comfort zone. That means you're in a situation or you're you're in a state of mind where you're comfortable. You, uh, you're not uh, fearly, fearing uh, anything. You're not having undue angst about situations. You feel in control of things. You're not going to venture outside your comfort zone. Because if you do, then you're going to risk anxiety, discomfort. Say, for example, a comfort zone might be Visiting someone in a nursing home. 
your aunt is there. You just really don't like nursing homes. Reminds you of your own mortality. Maybe smells a little bit of urine sometimes. There's usually some outbursts or some people that are clearly no longer cognitively with it. It might have cost you. You just the whole thing is just unsettling. But Aunt Agatha was somebody that you grew up with, and she was a sweetheart. She's 88 now, and her days are pretty much spent inside that little room, for the most part. She had a whole lot of family left. She had one child, and that child's on the other side of the country. So really, you're, you're one of Aunt Agatha's nieces or nephews, sort of left. Maybe great-niece, great-nephew. You'd like to visit her, wouldn't you? But your comfort zone, you, it, it, you would have to step too far out of your comfort zone. A Christian should have a very wide comfort zone. Matter of fact, I think it's safe to say that the more you strive to follow Christ, the broader your comfort zone becomes. You may not like going to see Aunt Agatha. Makes you nervous. It's not in your top 50 things to do. Maybe not even your top 500. But is it a good thing to do? Is it something our Lord would want you to do? Would you tell him, I know, I, I really would like to do this charitable thing, but, but I, you know, I just, I, I don't know, I'm just anxious about it. It just really makes me uncomfortable. You think our Lord would say, oh, well, then okay. You know, you don't need to do charitable things if they make you uncomfortable. Comfort zone. I don't like that term at all. Because I think for the most part, Christians shouldn't have a comfort zone that constricts their charitable behavior. See, there's the difference. We all have comfort zones. We all have being in situations that were more relaxed than others or less relaxed. That's true. That's human nature. That's social circumstances. But it's when the quote-unquote comfort zone makes you not do something that's charitable. For example, maybe, maybe... Christmas Eve, your mom really wants you to go there, but your brother's going to be there. He's one major league pain in the neck, or some people might say lower part of the anatomy. He's there, and you just, I don't know, you're just ill at ease around your brother. But you know what it means to your mom. So do you put your comfort, that that two hours of being a little unsettled over what it would mean to your mom? That's what I mean about overcoming your comfort zone. I don't know. I would just imagine if I went up to Jesus back then. Jesus, um, you know, I'd kind of like to be your follower, but I, that's going to take me out of my comfort zone. I can only imagine how he would respond. Huh. Christians should have very wide comfort zones. And the comfort zone should not constrict 
their ability to do charitable things because they feel unsettled doing them. And interesting thing about that is the more you act outside your comfort zone, the broader your comfort zone is going to get. 877-573-7825. 877-57-equal is the number to call to get onto the program. I'm Dr. Ray. Thanks for joining me. If it's central to the faith, you can find it on EWTN Podcast Central, featuring the best of EWTN Radio, as well as faith-filled podcasts from our friends and affiliates across the nation, all in one place, all free. The destination for great Catholic audio programming is EWTN Podcast Central. It's like podcast heaven. Visit EWTN.com slash radio slash podcasts today. Could a strong heart be connected to strong thigh muscles? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. According to a study out of the European Society of Cardiology in Prague, some of my people, the answer is yes. June is the month of the Sacred Heart, so let's focus on the heart for just 60 seconds. According to this study, those having strong quadricep muscles, you know, the front thigh muscles, are less likely to develop heart failure after a heart attack. Observed high strength in thigh muscles indicated a 41% reduced risk of heart failure. How do we strengthen our quads? Well, like any muscles, we lift weights. We can do body weight squats or lunges or use a leg press at a gym. That's the machine with a large plate connected to weights that you press with your feet. Add some quad exercises to your workout routine. Your heart may thank you. Check out the Journey Strong tab for more on this study at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria Mutual Funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Uh, somebody asked me what I wanted for my birthday. I said, all I want is to not be reminded of my age. That's it. Real nice to have you with me. What a privilege to do this program. Truly. This is one of those jobs when I was a kid. I used to say, I want to get one of those jobs where people say, you actually get paid for doing that? I got one. Sitting here, I got my Diet Coke off to the side, pretzels over there. Talking to Andrew and Eric Dumont over there in Ann Arbor. So she's a nice lady, Ann Arbor. Very, very nice lady. Tall, very tall. I remember Izzy's, uh, she did, it was yesterday or the day before, she did write me, and it was kind of a, was kind of a detailed, detailed person, uh, and she's getting, she, well, she's, she's struggling with her own comfort zone. Hi, Izzy, how are you? Hi, Dr. Ray, good, how are you? <laughs> well, you're already clashing with the in-laws, and they're not even in-laws yet. Oh, I know, I have the opposite problem, I think, of most, uh, most people where that we're the religious ones and they're not <laughs> and all of that. 
Is your husband to be on your side? Yes. So he views his parents as difficult to deal with. Yes. You don't think that because of the pressure that he might get because they don't like you or you're too hyper-religious or whatever it is that they find distasteful about you, Izzy, that he wouldn't say, well, you know, Izzy, come on, you know, you, you're, we got a, we got a problem here and you're part of the problem, Izzy. No, no, we've, um, this is, we've talked about what's been going on the last few months because this has been ongoing for a while now. And he's, been sitting there saying, I just, I need time away from him. I can't have this constant in my ear of you're not doing everything right. You're Well, is he saying not. that's because of you? Is he saying that his no. parents, they've always been that way? They've always been that way. And now he's starting to see it more and more, especially since he started going to church and getting really involved in church. He's had conversations of. So he's a religious well, freako. He's a religious yeah. freako. You don't have to go to yeah. church. They're in Canada. Do they even have Catholics in Canada? I don't I, I think there was think one so. out in British Columbia, I think. I thought they started in Quebec, but <laughs> Yeah, I I think, I well then in two generations they went from eighty percent Catholics to about six. Oh, I know. I know. Uh, it's it's a whole mess up here, but Well here's some the of thing. Izzy, you got two things to weigh on this. One is, of course, the big one which is your fiancé sees the picture similarly to the way you see it. The other is, if you can roll with these people, in other words, you can say, I don't like them, they're pain in the buckets, they've got their, they're so opinionated and they're so intolerant of what we want to believe. If you can say all that and still say, but they don't get to me, they're not, they're not going to ruin my mood. They're not going to ruin my marriage. They're not going to make me miserable. If you can do that, that'll go a long way in saying, okay, I'll just navigate these difficult in-laws. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, I think what really comes down to that grinds my gear, so to speak, is a lack of respect overall of both of us, especially um, him, where the last couple since he moved back out of their house they've been showing up at his doorstep unannounced and saying you need to tell us where you are at all times and everything else and then whisperings in the ear of of just all sorts of little your fiance realizes that's ridiculous oh a hundred percent he will he stand will he stand up to him say hey look don't come unannounced he's tried that before but they ignore it they ignore it they ignore it and then they flip it on its head and go why are you getting upset yep. with us? Yeah, why are yeah. you why are you so closed-minded and judgmental? Yeah. Um, well, is it enough for you to say, if these people are associated with the guy I want to marry, I'm not going to marry him? No. Okay. So what you're saying is, uh, what do I do about these people? Yeah, we're, for both of us, what's the best? Well, you way said it. You know, you said an interesting thing, Izzy. You didn't even realize you said it. But I am a highly trained <laughs> professional. You used the word. You said what grinds my gears. And by the way, I'm thinking that uh, that was kind of a parallel to the uh, to the uh, 
column that I wrote. Remember, right there at the top of the show. Yeah, yeah. My gears, car, yep. car, little car analogy there. Uh, is the right lack now. of respect? That's what you said. The lack of respect. Mm-hmm. Is he? If you're going to get along with these people, you're you're going to get to a point where you can't expect them to respect you. That's not going to happen. That's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to say. Uh, they're going to throw their nonsense at us, and I don't care if they think they're disrespecting us because I can't be disrespected if I don't want to be disrespected. Yeah. That's yeah. the big one. You know, they make their snotty remarks. They make their comments about, why do you have to be like this? Whatever they're doing, if you recognize it as nonsense and you don't say to yourself, I deserve more respect than they're giving me, well, you're not getting it. And by the way, Christians shouldn't demand respect anyway. So that's what you're going to have to view on this to get these people to, to quit grinding your gears, you know? Besides, you can't you can't drive a stick shift anyway. You guys in I Canada are going to have shift. all electrical vehicles. That's right, by I next year. I drive a stick shift. <laughs> you are manly. I drive a manual car. <laughs> you so <are>. I'm... <laughs> I'm very proud of that fact, but yeah. <laughs> that's I, really that, I, what, that's really a lot of it, Izzy. You you just you're gonna have to get to the point where what they say now what they do you may have to stop because they'll push. But what they say and their comments and their remarks and their opinionatedness, you're gonna have to let it go in one ear and out the other and just realize that's just their intolerance. They're just unhappy yeah. people who wanna control others. What a bunch of nonsense. Yeah. You just got to get to that point. Yeah. yeah Don't I, demand they're going to be any different because they're not. Yeah. So there okay. you go. All Do you realize how long it would have taken me to type all that out? <laughs> a lot. A lot of time. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Izzy. God bless you. Good luck to you, honey, on this. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Alrighty. Ray. Bye. Bye. There's more and more of this. I have a... a a person I know who's from Canada, and she left Canada, and she said, look, I, I just, she's very faithfully Catholic, and she just got tired of the grief. Tired of it. She said, I could get out of there. Isn't it interesting? Isn't it so fascinating? Doesn't surprise me, because people say, well, that's hypocritical. No, it doesn't surprise me that people who accuse you of being intolerant and judgmental are among the most intolerant and judgmental people. Izzy's in-laws-to-be can't say, well, I think what you're doing is foolish. I think you're getting carried away with this religion thing. But, you know, that's, that's your decision. It's your life. You can do what you want. No, they can't do that. They can't do that. They got to make Izzy feel junky, like Beaver Cleaver would say. Gee, lady, feeling kind of junky. Okay, don't, don't tell me you don't remember Beaver Cleaver. Sorry, Dr. Ray, I'm, I'm not familiar with... With that, with that particular television program. And the next thing you'll tell me, you don't remember Dragnet either. Or the original Star Trek. I can't relate to you people. So the problem here is Izzy's going to have to get to the point where she recognizes that they're capable of anything. And they could get even nastier after she gets married. Because they could just start pushing hard. And then, and then when hubby says there's some limits here on what you can do, 
they're going to get mad, probably get really mad, and realize that Izzy is the main thorn in their whole family's side. That's right, because their son wouldn't be like this if he wasn't married to this religious kook. <sighs> wow. I guess for many people, religion's a good thing. Just just give me $3 worth. I don't want to fill up the tank with religion. Three bucks. It's about all I want. Just enough so that it doesn't interfere with the way I want to live my life. 877-573-7825-877-57. Equal. Want to hear from you? Come on. With Teresa Tomio. On this show and on this network and uh, in many of our other outlets that we have through Ave Maria Radio and EWTM, we're always going to keep you up to date on what's happening in terms of the culture and how toxic the culture is. Certainly, we talk about that uh, every week. So you can navigate the media landscape, so you can learn about the challenges and be well aware of them. That's one thing. We talk about religious liberty issues. We talk about the attacks, of course, on, on the pro-life causes. We need to be aware of all that, which is why we talk about it. So we give you the tools, we give you the information, the research that we come up with as writers, as producers, as presenters, as talk show hosts, on and on and on. But at the end of the day, what do we need to do when we know this? We should be speaking out even more loudly and on a regular basis. Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. Why would God permit the devil to tempt his son in the desert? The symbolism behind those temptations, as provided by the Catholic Catechism, gives great insight into God's rationale. Jesus, driven by the Spirit, goes into the desert to live in solitude for 40 days. At the close of that period of prayer and fasting, the devil arrives to attempt to compromise Jesus' filial devotion to God his Father. Satan tempts Jesus three times, and Jesus rebuffs him three times. This is a recapitulation of Satan's seduction of Adam. Only this time he loses to the new Adam. It is also a recapitulation of Israel in the desert when the Hebrews provoked God during their 40-year sojourn. In contrast, Jesus is totally obedient to his Father's will. Jesus' victory over temptation is a prelude to his victory over sin on the cross. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. Well, they said to me, you can't keep writing single books, you got to write trilogies. That's the new thing, trilogies. So I've got uh, three new books coming out all dealing with the same subject matter. Uh, first book is Humility for Fun and Profit. Second book is Advanced Humility. And the third book is an autobiography, My Life of Meekness. Yeah, there we go. Boy, I tell you what, Ann had a great question up there. And if you're listening, if you're listening, you left. But that was a great question. <laughs> and then Kathy, what's his... Uh, not Sioux Falls. Don't mix us. Oh, you're right, Kathy. Yes, yes, yes. I was in Sioux City. You're right. 
Oh, sorry, I am corrected. We don't like them. They are the worst. <laughs> oh, gosh, I hate when I do that. You know, you sit there and you try to sound very, very um, concerned and grateful and 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 emotionally connecting, and then you use the wrong name. Just kind of shoot your credibility. Anna from Illinois. Hi, Anna. How are you? Hi, Dr. Ray. I'm fine. How about you? Nothing's gaining on me that I know of, okay. anyway. <laughs> okay, I can't look inside well, there, so I really don't know. But at least right, at this point. Right. We'll go with that then. All okay. righty, dear. Hey, I have more of a, I, I think I'm just looking for affirmation. I feel like we're doing the right thing, but I'm a little bit. I get torn. My husband's pretty much straight on this. Um, my daughter is going through a divorce, been married about five years. They have a little child, and um, they've been separated for about a year now. But the divorce, they just hee-hawing around on it. That drives me insane. I'm not a divorce person, but hee-hawing around. And um, anyway, so now she's dating someone. She's been dating someone. She wants us to be like hang out with them. Yay, and, yay, got a nice know, good person like, and here. They invite, yeah, and and I just, we like I said, we don't have anything against even the boy. I mean, whatever. She knows she's married. She's raised Catholic. Still attends church, still takes her kids to church. She goes to church with her ex or her future ex-husband, so what are you going to say? But um, uh, so I guess my thing is the other day she invited us over and she wanted to invite the other side of the, his family over. And we just said, no, we, we can't be an accomplice to your sin. And, of course, as a mother, I feel a little bit like, oh, no, you know. She's going to write you off. Right. And my husband's like, she needs us more than she needs, <laughs> you know, those kind of statements. But I get stressed out about it. And I just want to make sure I feel like we're doing the right thing. But, you know, you live in a world where, like, I work with, like, four people, and they're all not divorced, but they date other people. And then you get I, I guess I get conflict, and I, I just we respect your opinion so much. We really like you, and we. Well, there's your first mistake. That I appreciate your opinion. No, no. There's <laughs> your first stumbling around mistake. Yeah. yeah. Anna, the church has a teaching on the priority of conscience. Mm -hmm. Another, in other words, a well-formed, well-informed conscience is a guide. Your conscience says, I don't want to support my daughter dating someone when she is still married, even civilly still married. The problem right. you're going to run into yeah. is once the divorce is final, in the eyes right. of the church, uh, the assumption is going to be that the marriage was valid uh, unless right. they look at it. And so now you still got that problem. Right. Right. Because my husband and I had to go through that whole process. So right. we understand it. We, we know the process and we keep telling her that. So, right. I got it. But at least get civil divorce is how I keep saying. <laughs> so the, anyway. You're right. And I am in that situation multiple times, multiple, multiple times. I have relatives and friends okay. who have just right. essentially said, well, the Catholic Church is a little inconvenient in that teaching. So that's the one I'm right. going to ignore. Right. Uh, I'm forced into a situation where I either say, well, then I can't have anything more to do with you if that person's around, 
or, well, you're a close relative, so therefore, uh, you know where I stand on this, but that doesn't mean I'm going to write you off and, and then doesn't mean I'm going to not treat the other person with respect. Right. So that's what I've chosen to do. Um, okay. So in this in this case, if you want to tell your daughter... At the very least, you're st- <laughs> civilly. You're still married, okay? Right. A, all you basically did was either move out of the house or whatever separation you had. But for the most part, in every way, legally and sacramentally, you're still married. But you're just dating, right. and you want us to go, yay! I can't do right. that. If you tell her, I can't right. do that. Okay. But and we do. Oh, go ahead. Hopefully, she'll allow you to do that. Well. I'm hoping so. She, we've told her that we still love her, and that we still want to see the, you know, our grandson, and we still want to hang out with her. We just can't do the whole like your boyfriend and whatever. New guy, new guy on the scene, huh? New guy on the scene, yeah. And I'm just like, you know, I just can't yet. Sorry, just can't, you know. And and I know she hangs out with her friends and all that, which they've all accepted. Oh, yeah. You're whatever, the outcast. But, you you are the right. outcast. You're the different. All right, one. so I. I feel like I'm doing the right thing. We just needed your affirmation. Well, you don't need me, Anna. You don't need me because <laughs> I'm, I'm not a moral theologian, obviously not a priest. But I your know. conscience is saying to you, this is not something I want to immerse myself in, even at, at least at this point. You know, at some right. point you may be forced, if she forms some relationship with this guy and then gets a mm-hmm. civil divorce and says, okay, this is my new beau. Now right. you're in a situation where you say, well, all right, what am I going to do about this? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to keep up my relationship with my that. daughter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cross that bridge. <laughs> I'll be calling you back yeah. then. Hey, now what do I do? <laughs> this is possibly the most common scenario among people who are Catholic and who have been married in the Catholic Church and who have decided, well, yeah, I want to get a divorce and I want to remarry and I'll get remarried in a in a non-Catholic church, or I'll get remarried civilly, yeah. or whatever, and now all of their relatives are in a position of saying, oh boy, oh boy, yeah. you know, you're yeah. showing no sign of even thinking about this, and your view, uh, you don't have to listen to the church at all about this, um, I know, and and I, I err on the side of trying to keep the relationship up where possible. All right. You know. That's, that's uh, what we kind of needed to know, so, Okay. So, you're, you're, it's like right. this. You're not condoning. If at some point the divorce goes through and you say, well, she's obviously with this guy. Yeah. You're not condoning it by treating him pleasantly because she okay. knows where you stand. She she already knows. And her view is, I, I don't care, Mom. Or her right. view is, um, Mom, you're wrong and mm-hmm. you need to celebrate what I'm doing. Now that could get you in trouble. That or she could say it's no longer that get us in big trouble. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's no, it's no longer, uh, Mom. You have your moral beliefs, and I respect those. It's Mom. You need to celebrate what I'm doing. Yeah. Okay, okay Anna. Thank you, honey. Well, hey, thanks, Doctor. You're welcome. Thanks. Hey, Marine. Day. What a nice thing to say. But I'm hoping when I make you laugh, it's not when I'm saying serious stuff. People say that. You cracked me up. I go, I wasn't trying I wasn't trying to make you laugh. I was trying to be serious. Oh, come on. Thanks, Marine. Very nice. 877-57 equal. Call me.
60 on 10 with Monsignor Charles Pope. The Eighth Commandment. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. At one level, the reputation a person has is one of their most precious gifts. And to intentionally harm the good reputation of someone is a very grave matter. We can do this often through detraction by disclosing others' faults without a valid reason or calumny just outright lying about other people, likewise through rash judgment. This commandment also protects the truth, which is another very, very great good. To lie is to speak something that we know is false with the intention of deceiving others. We ought to be dedicated to the truth. It is the truth that sets people free, while errors and lies entrap people in many difficult and often sinful situations. The Lord asks us to give witness to the truth of the gospel. This commandment, therefore, asks us to stay dedicated to the truth and to other people's reputation. The Eighth Commandment, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. For more about the Ten Commandments, visit EWTNRC.com. Colossians chapter 1, verse 10. Live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. Knowledge by acquaintance is what St. Paul's talking here. We need to increase our acquaintance of God. What can we do to increase our knowledge of God? Well, study scripture, pray fast. But here's the obvious question. Are you increasing in the knowledge of God? Or are you simply kind of staying stable you're living off past encounters. When we speak of increasing our knowledge of God, as I said, you can read all the books you want about God and you'll have lots of information, but it doesn't mean that you'll necessarily become acquainted with him. We need to know God by acquaintance. And that's what lies at the heart of all true religion. Cresta in the afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. You got 20 minutes to get on. Well, actually, no, you got 15. And that's okay, too, because you can get on in 15. You don't say to yourself, well, I didn't get on to the top of the show. That's not true. That's not true. As I've always said, calls are taken for various reasons at various times. 877-57-EQUAL. Here's an analogy I think that relates to our previous call. <clears throat> I ask parents, suppose that your 15-year-old teenager comes up to you and says, Mom, I want you to know that I, I agree with you. Uh, I agree with much of what you want me to do and what you're trying to teach me. Matter of fact, if I had to put a percentage on it, it'd be 90%. I agree with you 90% of the time. Now, there's 10% that I don't agree with you. And if I don't agree with you, I'm going to do what I want. I decide the 10%. I mean, it can vary, but it really never gets much more than 10%. So 90% of the time, I'm quite obedient because I do agree. But the 10% that I don't agree, I reserve the right to be my own authority. Now, I ask the parent, is that an obedient child? I haven't had one parent yet say, yes, yes, it is. It's an obedient child. Sure. I'll say, wait a minute. 
come on. The, the child is agreeing with you 90% of the time. How could that not be obedient? And then they'll say, yes, but they decide when they're not going to obey. And it just so happens it's only 10% of the time, but it's their decision. Kind of the same thing happens, for example, in that previous call. The girl was married in a church. I mean, mom didn't deny it, so I'm assuming that was. Uh, She's not divorced yet, but she's dating a guy. Now, obviously, she knows that the church would teach on the basis of what Christ has left her. This isn't a bunch of old guys saying, okay, this is what we want to do to constrict your life. No, this is just following what Christ said. Maybe he didn't know what he was talking about, huh? Maybe God didn't know what he was talking about. Is that what you're saying? So she said, well, it's uh, that's the 10%. You know, I'm a pretty good Catholic. I haven't punched anybody in the face. I, I give money to church, pay my taxes, don't get in trouble with the law, not on drugs, pretty responsible parent. Hey, 90%. But that 10% where they say I can't date when I'm married? Whoa, wait a minute here. So it's kind of a 15-year-old adolescent. A lot of calls now just came in. Brenda, she works in healthcare, very secular setting. Oh, Brenda, I know the feeling on that one. How are you? Oh boy, I'm I'm okay. Actually, I happened to be on vacation this week, and I had the radio on, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just want to get your opinion on this. You know, I was, I was. It wasn't so hard before I became a revert after being gone for a long time. But I'm telling you, it's just a struggle. And just being away from there for a few days. Kind of like decompressing, isn't it? Yeah, like like every (sighs) weekend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and actually today, I'm off this week, and now diversity is the big thing and celebrating diversity. So I'm I'm not there for Pride Week. (laughs) How much do you have to take part in all these things you don't believe in? Well... They just kind of started that, so I've been able to kind of, you know, lay low and that kind of thing. But, um, uh, yeah, it's it's almost like I feel like I'm two different people, you know. It's, well, you are. I mean, you you've, yeah. you've you've you've. It would have been easier in the short term for you to stay where you were faith wise because you could have fit in with the ever changing <laughs> morals of the culture or lack of morals. Yeah. But now you're saying, I see things in a different way, and I'm not allowed to see them that way. Uh, these, 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 this new religion is even more intolerant than the old religion. So one thing you can do is, is you, you don't respond. You just kind of, somebody says something, you look at them, you don't argue with them. Or if you're having to be forced into one of those diversity training sessions, you just kind of sit there. Maybe you can ask a question or two to to get people to <laughs> have to defend themselves. But for the most part, to navigate it, you don't have to challenge it. You just kind of um, move through it because you're gonna you're gonna get faced with a lot of things you just don't believe in at all. No, and I and, feel like you know I've been there for several years now, and I feel like. If I felt like I was supposed to go, I would go. But I feel like there's a reason for me being there, working with the 
working with the patients that I work with. And But that's hard, you know, because some of them want to believe. And it's like, it's like prime, you know, fertile ground. And I'm just like, I have to be so careful. <clears throat> yeah, you do. You do. And you'll, you'll learn what you can say. This is really sad. I'm, 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 I don't even like myself saying this. But you'll learn what you can say and what you better be careful about saying. It's really tragic. Really, really tragic. You you used to have to watch. I know. I know it. It, it, it. In some in some respects, our culture has become even more suffocating and crushing of opinions and beliefs that don't that don't fit the dominant ideological narrative, which took over very fast. Yeah, and and it's like um, it's it's almost as if. Truth is a subjective thing, you know. Truth oh, it is, is. subjective. Now. There's no and, question. It's not. It's not and, almost if it is. But here's the interesting even, thing. You're, but you're not allowed to have your truth. Exactly, you, and that's what I was going to that, say. That's what it is. You're it's labeled like, as something. <laughs> right. You, you know, we're not even relative anymore. It used to be relative was like, okay, you have your truth, I have my truth. Oh no, 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 we don't have that anymore. Now it's. I have my truth, and your truth better not be different because we'll find a way to damage you. Oh, yeah, that's that's really where we are. And I think a person needs to know this and, and needs to navigate it, and you're there for those patients, Brenda. You are there for those patients. And some of them, I'm sure, confide in you and say, this is nonsense. I can't believe what's going on here. Um. You know, as they walk down the hallway and, and, and some celebration of something, and they're looking at this going, wait a minute, come on, I thought this was a medical hospital. Why are we getting involved in this? Yeah. I know. I, medicine has, it, it, has even gotten much more that way. Much, much more that way. Yeah. So, yeah, I, it, I understand it, where it, you're coming scary. from. It's scary, I think, for the kids that are graduating, and, you know, it's going to be a challenge for them. And yes, I think that's something they need to be aware of because... I don't think they're thinking that way, you know, and well, my dear, you cannot time, lose your peace over this. You can't lose no. your peace. You don't look around and say it's all gone to hell in a handbasket. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? No, you can't lose your peace. You got to say, I'm, I'm privileged to know what I know. And the fact that less and less people know it means that my privilege is even greater it's not white privilege. It's Christian privilege. You've you've been given that gift. Cling to that. All righty, my okay. dear. I'm going to take a break. Thank you for the call. This is Dr. Ray. The most original and exclusive Catholic content is on EWTN Radio. I don't like looking back. I prefer to look forward and keep moving forward. There's plenty to cover. I do a lot of research and try to dig out the bits and pieces of a life or of an agenda that people don't want to talk about. The World Over with Raymond Arroyo. Thursday night, 8 Eastern on EWTN Radio and Television. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Our generation is the first in human history to widely reject that life has any overarching purpose. Morality is considered relative, and we're even uncertain about what it means to be a man or a woman. Catholics at this time need to be awake, not woke. Sit down with Renewal Ministries' Peter Herbeck and I for an extended conversation with Noel Maring 
author of Awake, Not Woke. It's available on the Renewal Ministries YouTube page or in the slider at AveMariaRadio.net. Brought to you by the nonprofit Seton Home Study. Hi, everybody. Dr. Ray Garendi here. You thinking about homeschooling? Seton Homeschooling, 40 years of experience, 17,000 current students, pre-K through high school. They provide the books, the lesson plan, the counselors, the grading services, the tests. That's right, pretty much everything. My wife and I use Seton, some of our children. Tell you this, two of them got perfect ACT scores in verbal. And overall, the Seton students scored more than 100 points above average on the SAT. Over 30% higher on English and reading on the ACT. It's a rigorous program. You want to give the very best to your kids? Trust me on this one. Go with Seton. It is a beautifully rigorous academic program. Go to seatonhome.org. That is seatonhome.org. to have you with me. Well, you guys flooded the lines, so the rule is, if you're on the line at the end of the program, you're first up all the way to the end of the world, or the end of this show, or the end of my life, whichever comes first. Ed from Rochester Hills, Michigan, has an older sister, and she's frail, a lot of medical problems. She's older, and her kids have pretty much, well, they've just kind of taken off, abandoned her. So Ed Ed kind of helps her out, but he's not sure. <laughs> he's not sure what that's all doing. Hi, Ed. Hi, Dr. Ray. First of all, thank you so much for the all the gifts that you give to the your your the clients that call in and talk to you on the phone. You're so gracious. I get paid. They're paying me to be nice. No. Oh. You're you're a wonderful human being, <laughs> doctor. I, had, <laughs> I have yes. I have had a a tough relationship with my sister. She's seventy four years of age. I'm seventy one and a half. Uh, really, she had no need for me in her life. She's always stood in my way. She's separated our parents the same way. And now she's at a point in life to where... Now she's all alone. And her husband is in the same physical condition. And I tried to counsel them to, to hire an attorney, to put things in place for themselves, and they refuse to and do And they say, oh, Ed, thank you. Those are good suggestions. We most certainly will follow through on them. And never do. Right. So when are you going to stop? And now, I, I'd love to visit my sister. She does. She's a half an hour away from me. I'd love to go visit with her, but the conditions that she's living in, because nobody's paying any care to her except for the people, staff at this facility, which are wonderful, but she doesn't need to live this way. They have the money available to themselves, but it's just somebody and themselves willing to spend a little bit of this instead of just passing along. And it's hard for me to, to visual, visually see this happening 
So what do I do? Do I keep visiting her and put up? You know, part of me says I should. I'm, you know, irregardless of what she's done, the Christian, the Catholic way to do this is forgiveness is central and and just do what I can and and walk away and say a prayer and go back with my life. But I'd like to hear what you have to say. Well, the first thing I say is quit giving her advice. She doesn't want to hear it. And she's not about to change how she lives. Is that safe to say there, Ed? That's safe to say. All right. So just shut your mouth. Now you can visit her. And you can listen to her complain. And you realize that when she complains, she really doesn't want solutions. She just wants to complain. Okay, so you just sit and you listen a little bit. And you ask her, you know, how's the food? How's this? How's that? How's things gone here? How's things gone there? And she'll complain some more. Of course, she'll find the, she'll find the dark side of it all. But all you're doing is you're just gone to visit her. I had a relative that was alone, and she was very, very, very curmudgeon-y. Oh, my, 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 my. Many people stopped visiting her. I'd go visit her. And I'd recognize that when I went there, yeah, she was going to complain or she was going to get hostile or nasty, not toward me, but towards others. And I just kind of sat there and listened and kind of sort of let a lot of stuff go in one ear and out the other because I was just, I was just being a, a, a presence in her life to visit her. And that's what I think you should do with your sister. Kind of go there and visit her. And don't worry about changing her circumstances because that's not going to happen. Okay. I, I, I guess that's what I expected you to say. And, and I will do my best to keep my mouth shut and just that's listen. That's it. That's it, my friend. Come on. You know, if you counted how many times when you visited her that you've given her some suggestion or some option or some piece of advice, I know it's in the hundreds. Got to be. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. How many of them has she followed? None. Okie doke. Are you a slow learner, Ed, or what? Yes, I am. <laughs> You know because what it is. This, this is you, not her. This shouldn't be her choice. Well, it is her choice. Yes, it is. It is her choice. Yeah. See, we get all frustrated because we can't make people behave the way we know is good for them. You don't have to live this way. Why are you doing this? But people make decisions that hurt them. Welcome to my world, man. Oh, man, Ed. If I would if I would have gotten frustrated at how many people are making stupid decisions to run their lives and didn't listen to me, I'd have, I'd have quit about one year out of grad school. God bless, my friend. Those of you we didn't get to, please call back. You'll be first up in the future. This is Dr. Ray. I thank Andrew Kruchek. I thank EWTN. I thank Ave Maria. And yes, I thank getting corrected. from my Sioux City, South Dakota. This is Dr. Ray. Walk with God. For information on Dr. Ray's presentations, books, and CDs, visit DRA.com and follow him on Facebook.
The Doctor is In is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.